This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You see 60 Minutes last night? I love 60 Minutes. It's such, it's such a good show. And Scott Pelley, uh, who I think is the best writer in television and one of my faves, did uh, a deep, deep, deep dive into artificial intelligence. He spoke with the head of Google, uh, all kinds of different people that are sort of on the leading edge of this. And, and the consensus, the takeaway that I got was from all of these guys. Um, it's too late. Ready or not, here we are. Artificial intelligence has arrived um, in its infancy, which is already ridiculously powerful, incredibly powerful. Um, and it's only going to get even more powerful. And now is the time perhaps too late in a number of instances where we should be taking a look at laws. We should be looking at international treaties. We should be looking at all kinds of things uh, to try and ready us for what is the next phase, right? A couple of weeks ago, we did a segment on the new age of the internet, the next major transformation. And it is all about artificial intelligence. That is the next stage of the internet's development. And just like every other stage, right? If you take a look at the, the growth of the internet and even just the introduction of the internet, and it's come with so many wonderful things, incredible things, and so many absolutely awful things, uh, just horrible things, right? Um, sometimes all at once, so much good, so much bad, and it, it, it all gets lumped in together. And we're always trying to play catch up. We're always trying to deal with it after the fact and put in guardrails and here we are again on the on the on the brave new face of artificial intelligence and one of the things that we have to try and figure out is in an age of information the information age which quickly in many ways um devolved into the misinformation age and the lack of any sort of ability to discern or you know um easily identify good information from bad information, you inject artificial intelligence into that and the case gets even harder. So we're going to chat now with Gordon Krovitz, who is the co-CEO of NewsGuard. Gordon, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. I really appreciated your introduction to the topic. Um, this is what you do. Misinformation is sort of where you, you live, right? This is your work. You try and fight that battle on a daily basis, do you? Yes, uh, we started NewsGuard five years ago in 2018 to misinformation online. We thought misinformation was a problem then. It has only gotten worse. Of Much course. worse. Yeah. yeah and I as mean, you say, we are, we're now living in the era of AI-enhanced Internet, which is promising much more misinformation even than we saw before yeah that's the thing and, and we'll get to, and first of all god bless you for your efforts gordon really and truly i i, I don't <laughs> i i think we all of us in this information business in one way or another are trying to do what you do but having that be your sole focus has to be a thankless job but it's so important so uh i appreciate you doing but is it i mean are, are you losing the battle are you winning the battle or are we making any headway you know, um, NewsGuard, we've, we've rated all of the news and information sources that account for 95% of engagement in countries like Canada, the States, UK, Germany, France, Italy, Australia, New Zealand, Austria. And what that means is that every news site gets a trustworthy 
rating from us based on apolitical transparent criteria. And uh, there are a lot of uh, sources of misinformation out there. Mm -hmm. Your listeners are uh, 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 shocking them out. In the south of the border, 40% of the most popular sites Americans listen to are untrustworthy sources. So we were concerned when AI uh, was launched for consumer use earlier this year um, that uh, the social media platforms and the search companies and now the AI companies had not yet taken the steps to inform consumers of the nature of who's feeding them the news even in the old internet, much less the new one. So Gordon, what are you seeing with AI? Like you say, it's in its infancy. It hasn't been around more than a few months. How's it emerging already in terms of this misinformation sphere? So one of the products that NewsGuard has, which is licensed chiefly by um, defense and intelligence agencies to counter Russian and Chinese disinformation, is a catalog of all of the top false narratives spreading on the internet. We call it a misinformation fingerprint. When OpenAI launched ChatGPT in January, that's the one that already has 100 million users, we took a sampling of 100 of our false narratives among our misinformation fingerprints, and we said, let's, let's test the AI. Let's see what ChatGPT does if we prompt it to repeat or spread an example of misinformation in the news. Will it do it, or have guardrails been put in, in place? With the original version, for the public of ChatGPT in January, we found that out of 100 false narratives, ChatGPT happily spread 80 of them. 80 out of 100 false narratives, only refused to spread 20 of the 100. We did it again with the supposedly new and improved version of ChatGPT, that's ChatGPT4, which came out a few weeks ago. We tested the same 100 false narratives, and in that case, the chat GPT spread 100 out of 100. It got even worse. So uh, what's clear to us is that most of the AI tools that are out there have not been trained right. to identify low trust sources or to identify even the most common false narratives on the Internet. I'm wondering... Can they be? I mean, we call we we call it intelligence, but it's some in some ways it's more of just it's almost just parroting information that it's collected at a, at an alarming. I mean, it's amazing the power that it has to sort of collect and process information. But does it even have the ability, at least at this point, to to discern between good information and bad information? How could it? Well, I'm very glad to be in the lucky position of being able to tell your listeners that there was sort of a test in the wild, which is. Um, OpenAI for ChatGPT, so far as we know, does, doesn't have access to any training data when it comes to false narratives or reliability of news sources. But Microsoft does. Microsoft has licensed news card data since the beginning, uses it to improve the quality of Bing searches, uses it across a lot of different products, makes our ratings available to users of its Edge browser at no cost to the user. Um, and so we were very curious what would happen if uh, the same kind of tests were applied to the Microsoft version. And we we're very pleased to see that quite often, if somebody does a prompt on the Bing version of ChatGPT, Bing Chat, the answer on a topic in the news will be 
Um, well, according to the BBC, or another highly rated source, according to the BBC, which is highly rated by NewsGuard, such and such is the case. According to RT or Sputnik, Russian disinformation sources, this is the case. You should use your judgment about which one to believe. In other words, I think it's clear that if the humans who are training the AI machines include as part of that training, can you tell the difference between a Russian disinformation source and the CBC or the BBC? Can you tell a false narrative if somebody prompts you with it? Um, then the machines will behave accordingly. So I think they are trainable. Mm -hmm. This, I think, is a case, maybe like the original Internet, where it's not the machine's fault. It's the whether the humans behind the machines have the will to take steps to protect their users. And, and that's such a good point, and that's the way it always is with tech, right, is we, we, we look at the possibilities, and I think these developers do, and I don't know if anybody ever developed this technology to be you know, used in, 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 you know, nefarious ways, but that, that immediately comes to light and it, it becomes part of the whole tech advancement. Um, so it, how do you do that? But I mean, is, is it possible to do that at this point with the people that are developing this and are training these systems? Um, can they go back and do this at this point? Or is it already the barns of or the horses have left the barn? Oh, it's an excellent question. I, I think one of the ironies of the situation is that the people who were most eloquent about warning of the dangers of AI are the people who designed it. So the people at OpenAI behind ChatGPT, the most successful of these chatbots, they wrote the most fantastic academic and research papers warning of the risk of misinformation, warning of how the Russian disinformation operations would take advantage of AI for malign purposes, how healthcare hoax uh, publishers would be able to use AI to target messages to people who might you know, believe the hoaxes. So they've been aware of the issue for years before releasing it to the public. So this at least is a case maybe a little bit unlike the original internet where people at Facebook denied that there were, they were causing yeah. any, any harm and people at TikTok who deny that they're causing harm, you know, when they of course are, at least here in the case of the AI companies, they're fully aware of the problem. Their response so far, many of them, excluding Microsoft, which has done something about it, but for the other ones, OpenAI, the CEO has said, well, please regulate me. That's not the right answer. I mean, maybe, it needs to be regulated, but why shouldn't companies like that take responsibility on their own beforehand and, yeah. and, and, and protect their users from the known harms that they predicted would occur? And Gordon, unfortunately, and I think this is the worst part of it, it all comes down to the audience. Ultimately, you need to be the one. Uh, but with AI, it gets harder and harder and harder for the audience, I think, to discern good from bad. Um, but we've proven uh, that we can't. We, we're not all of us capable of discerning good information from bad information. And this will only make a bad situation worse because it does fall ultimately to the end user, I think, to try and determine whether or not the information is good. That's correct. And I think it was difficult enough for most people. It was. Look at, look at link results through the Google search or a Bing search and traditional search. It's impossible now where the AI machine will spit out a very well-written essay, perfect grammar, highly persuasive, and entirely false. 
with no citations, no way for the end user to have any idea is this true or not. It, it looks true. Sometimes the machines will literally make up news links to stories that don't exist. So I think it's I think you're right that all of us as news consumers need to take care. But I think this new AI enhanced version of the Internet makes it just impossible it does. for even even news junkies to be able to tell a false claim from AI from an accurate one. Yeah, Gordon, it's uh, it's scary. It really and truly is. I appreciate you being here so much this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much.